0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight?
1: I am feeling nostalgic.
0: Why are you feeling nostalgic?
1: We're going to talk tonight about the contemporary and all of the refurbishments for the 50th anniversary, but honestly, I love that they took a lot of it back to 1971 when it first opened and you really get that true opening day feel there now.
0: So again, we had talked about going over the fact that they were changing some some rooms, they were going to some incredible themed rooms. And and you had mentioned, listen, there's so much that they've that they've changed with this resort. So let's do more than just pay the rooms attention because there's a lot of stuff that's changing. So you know, let's let's kind of you know, go over the entire thing. So it's the first resort that's updated most recently. So what have they done along the way to update this resort? We know that there's a tremendous history there.
1: So we'll start with the black and white movie that many of you have seen and you can find out there on YouTube that the Contemporary, as its name indicates, was built as this futuristic hotel. And it was perfectly built so that when they wanted to do a refurbishment, they wouldn't have to close the hotel. You can watch this video and they simply slide one of the rooms out, take it off site, refurbish, refurbish it, and bring it back and slide it right back into place. That video is about all that ever happened that way. <laughs> um, it was great in theory, but we all know things settle, things shift. That slide in and out has never happened. No. But this is not the first refurbishment for the resort. We've talked about resorts before, and we know that one of the things that we love about Disney is they have that hard goods and soft goods replacement. Every couple of years, they're redoing all of the furniture, and then the other years, they're doing the soft goods, the carpet, the sheets, the towels. So we're hitting 50 years. This is, if you count hard goods and soft goods, this is 10-plus refurbishments for them. So this one is Really a new style, but this is not its first update since it opened in 1971.
0: But I do think that when you speak to people that have been going to Disney for a long time, and and I'm one of them, this was the first resort that I stayed at when I went to Walt Disney World. I I, I don't know. I think I remember you saying that it might have been yours. Am I right on that or am I wrong on that? So
1: we called it the Triangle for the longest time. (laughs) Um, It was not my first resort. We camped for many years. Okay. um, I still speak to my parents even though they made me camp um <laughs> and i should define camp as stayed in a motor home at the campground yeah um i like how you but, clarified
0: that much later after you after you led <laughs> with we camped, but go ahead
1: i i didn't grow up calling it the contemporary it was the a that the monorail ran through that's how i knew it so those of you that are trying to picture the hotel probably the a with the monorail running through it now you're all nodding your heads you know where we're talking about right across the street, walking distance to Magic Kingdom.
0: So we had talked about it, like I had said, at the beginning of the show, that we were going to talk about the refurbishment of the room, but they refurbished a couple other things, right? So give us the brief rundown of of what they did refurbish, and then we'll kind of break it down
1: step by step. Sure. So they obviously did the rooms in the main building. They did the lobby. They did all of the hallways. There's a whole different color palette and a whole different feel for those of you headed to Chef Mickey, where you can see like a big resort change and then two of the restaurants refurbished as well.
0: Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the lobby. You had mentioned that it's the big A-shaped building that the monorail goes through. If you've ever even just been there to watch that happen, you've been standing in in a lobby. So break down a little bit for us what they did to the lobby.
1: I love the new lobby. Part of it is they really made an effort, like I said, to pay tribute to some of those opening day things. So if you're a Disney news junkie and you're always looking for those little hidden things, you also know that the contemporary, when you ride in on the monorail and you look to that left-hand side, is home to what we call the five-legged goat. There's that big mural on the pillar in the middle of the building, beautiful artwork by Mary Blair, one of the original Imagineers, And somehow she made this goat that had five legs, but it's a very well-known goat now. Right. So down in the lobby, they have an additional pillar when you enter. I want to say it was probably beige before. I didn't even, I mean, I knew there was something there, but it really kind of didn't draw your attention. Now it draws your attention because they redid it in Mary Blair style. And it's got another five-legged goat. It's got a hidden Mickey. It's really a fantastic welcome into the lobby. And then further into the lobby, kind of where the kids' area is, they've got little seating and a TV. They dedicated an entire wall to Mary Blair, pictures of her and her original artwork. And what a great tribute to an Imagineer who's known by so many.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, especially in today's world where we we almost are, thankfully, just so quick to see women in such prominent roles, We got to remember when Mary Blair was doing the things that she was doing, not exactly the norm at that time. So it's great to see the company, even in refurbishment, continues to highlight everything she brought to the table for so long.
1: You bet. And then they did with the lobby what they're trying to do everywhere. They got away from that long old counter where, you know, if a cast member wanted to talk to a guest, they had to walk all the way around. They now have those individual pods where cast can easily step out and interact with guests. They also, since they're really promoting that direct to room, they realize they don't need a counter so long and with 15 workstations on it. So they took it down much smaller, which opened up the lobby to be more lobby space. They've got three great seating areas. So that's good. While one person might be checking in at the front desk or have a question, or maybe you're waiting for Magical Express or your Uber, There's actually places to sit and relax and plug in your phones and enjoy the lobby, not have your hotel be all about just spending time in your room.
0: So I did have one question based on what you just brought up there. You had mentioned that they're really pushing the mobile check-in. When you go there, what's the signage look like? Is the signage any different? Are they pointing you to a specific area that is mobile only? but they still have a couple of sections where you can go in. You know, Talk to me a little bit about maybe the evolution of that that maybe they're rolling out here that we may see in some other places. Anything different?
1: So I think it's time to admit that maybe you and I are a little on the older side <laughs> and we like that personal interaction. To me, that's always been the start of my vacation, that interaction with the cast member, even if I've got to stand online a few minutes to do it. But everything is becoming so digital lately that if you do the online check-in in advance, you can save time, you can head right to your room, you can use the mobile app to access your room, and maybe you want a resort map that you want an actual printed paper one. Um, That's why we send those to our clients. I hate the little mobile map. But maybe you want an extra plastic room key. You can still get all of that. But maybe if when you arrive, the line is 10 people deep and you're tired, you go right to your room and then you stop at the front desk later that night or on your way out the next morning. I think it's really that mobile is designed to give you flexibility. I'll say it's not perfect. There's been a time or two where I haven't gotten a text that my room is ready. Open your app, make sure. Sometimes it's in the app, but I didn't get the text. Maybe it's late in the day and you entered the wrong phone number. If it's past check-in time, stop at the desk and ask them. That may be part of your problem. But mobile is definitely the way Disney is going with so many things. And I think I'm going to sound really old now. The younger generation is really okay with that. They don't wanna to have to talk to people and do those things that they can do on their phone.
0: Sure, and and we've seen the evolution of this, right? It started whereas you can just, if you've already done the check-in, you can just come here and pick your stuff up. And now we're even contactless. It's it's that you just check your device, here's your room number, your, your phone or your magic band, if you have them already open your door, go to it and make it happen, so interesting that they would open that up for more seating i think it's a good idea because as you described the lobby really really cool space that people don't necessarily always take the time to just sit in and see and smell and listen you know i think that those are those are the experiences that i remember the most about uh, the different hotels that i've stayed in I think that many of our listeners are probably shaking their head, yes, me too. I know that you are definitely doing that too because that's part of our experience for us. So, To your point, if we're not going to get the interaction with the cast member, enjoying the ambiance of that lobby wherever it is, definitely the Contemporary also applies.
1: And I think the online check-in for me is so much easier in a resort like the Contemporary where it's in one building. I find it a little harder sometimes to pull up the maps and figure out which building and find my way. I like them to draw it for me so I know where I'm headed. Um, Here you can't go too far wrong, the text is going to tell you what floor number you're on because the floor number isn't the first digits of the room number. Um, So definitely read your texting, look in the app, it's going to give you some of that extra detail that you'd normally get from a cast member.
0: All right, so then with your permission, uh, will you indulge me in some of the dining upgrades that we've got here? We're
1: going to talk food. How unusual.
0: (laughs) What do we got? You you and I had talked uh, prior to the recording about one change that just has me very, very excited, and I think that's where you're going to go first.
1: Down in the lobby, what used to be the wave is now Steakhouse 71, and that's 71, obviously, the year that Walt Disney World opened. And if you've ever been there, you know that there's this kind of long hallway to get to the podium for the restaurant. And I love what they did there. It's all old black and whites of Walt and Roy and opening day. And you look at some of those characters and you say, man, some of them thankfully have changed a lot in appearance. But that nostalgia, that opening year info is just so great. Um, Steakhouse 71 still does have a large bar area to it. So if you're there at night and you just want to grab a drink, you can do that. No reservations needed. I'll be honest, I did not have time to go for dinner. I only went for breakfast. If you're a big eggs eater, this is the spot to go. 95% of their breakfast menu is eggs. If you don't eat eggs, you better eat a waffle. Um, but <laughs> okay. the thing that they like to be known for with breakfast is their bottomless mimosa. So great mm-hmm. way to start a vacation day.
0: Listen, you can't go wrong with that. If you're not, you know, if you're not an egg fan, but you are a mimosa fan, there you go. There's a little bit of something for everybody. A little magic for everybody there.
1: And then we'll jump to the opposite, the very top floor. The California Grill, which we know has been signature dining for a long time, it did a major refurbishment about four and a half years ago. One of the big changes now, a lot of people love to just go there for a drink so you can go out on one of those catwalks and view the fireworks. They've now done two fireworks dessert parties in the private rooms in California Grill. So another great, easy way to see the fireworks get some great treats in. It's also great if you're with somebody, possibly somebody with some special needs who doesn't do well with being close to the loud noises and the bigger crowds, a great way to see the fireworks from a distance.
0: And I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna pull it back here. This is never a place where I've been. So I don't have any, any room for comparison. Do you have room for comparison?
1: Visually you won't see a lot of change. So they have um a cocktail spot where you can go up and just have a drink without a reservation. They have a small waiting area. Then they have a big restaurant and that catwalk that you see so many pictures taken on. Right. But then on the other side of the restaurant, kind of the back side, they have two private rooms that are mostly used for wedding receptions and meetings. And it's those private rooms that most people don't even know are there because they don't seat you there for their brunch or their dinner that have turned into these dessert party locations. So it's a great viewing spot to be. And how can you go wrong with Signature Treats?
0: All right. Where would you like to go next uh, with this whole refurbishment?
1: So I'm going to say that probably about three years ago, I saw a sneak peek of what they were trying to do in the hallways to incorporate this new Incredibles theme. And I'll be honest, I didn't love it. It was these large character paintings, just the characters stretched out incredibly long down the hallway, and it was a little much for a deluxe resort. And I think while they sometimes don't like us to know the stuff is there, they love to hear some of the social feedback, because guess what, it's not there in the final. Um, the hallways now are a light beige which really just lightens up the whole feel and again because the monorail goes through that inside of the resort is wide open in the middle so you can see across you can see all the way up you can see all the way down to the third floor you can't see all the way down to the lobby because between the lobby and the third floor is some convention space but now they have great contemporary looking no kidding Incredibles artwork all different art between each room that light feel and it kind of brings you into that new theme
0: so let's talk about the new theme because the new the new theme is is really what was the impetus behind getting this show started talk to us about how they updated some of the rooms
1: So if you've listened to our weekly YouTube, you knew that I wasn't a fan of some of the art that we had seen of the sample rooms. And I will say I wasn't the only not a fan. And again, I think they listened. So I absolutely love the shears that they put up. Take a look at them. They're white on white with all the incredible characters. there in little bubbles. Very subtle. You have to go up to them to see it. They do have these big heavy drapery little bit much in my mind on the theming but they really kind of rolled back what they did in the room it's contemporary in style but incredible in looks so for instance there's this really cool lamp that's like a touch lamp but it kind of looks like a satellite dish that you might find in the background scene of the incredibles got it it's a sleeps five room most of them are two queen beds with a sofa bed. They did a new style. We've talked before how they've done some of the things to incorporate what the cruise line did. And I know in some places they got complaints that they had these tiny, tiny night tables. So I think here they split the difference. On the far sides of the queen beds, you've got a tiny night table with charging options, regular plugs, and USB. You can do your phone, you can do your iPad, whatever you need to do. But then between the two beds, they share one big night table. And by not having all the big furniture, it really clears up some of the floor space. Um, they did an absolutely adorable job in the closet. So when you open your closet, paint it on the wall, are the incredible suits like they're hanging up there. That's cool. And I encourage everybody, whether you need it or not, We move the spare linen and the steamer off the top shelf, because to me that's the coolest part of the closet. You will find their masks and their gloves up there. Very cool. I just think it's adorable. (laughs) Um, Again, like we saw in the Polynesian, they brought in the little spot where the coffee maker is, again, themed into that Incredibles theme. The theme is great in the room, but not overwhelming, unless you close the curtains. Um, in the bathroom, the bathroom is large and spacious, and yes, they have tubs. I know that's the question we get a lot lately. Yeah. But again, I love how they incorporated everything. So the bathroom mirror actually has the contemporary monorail loop on it, but the, if nobody is in the room with the toilet, the Incredibles art kind of overlays on the monorail. So they really create that great theming, tying the two entities together in a, great, in a nice job.
0: And again, it's just, it's the little details, right? We always talk about the little details that set something like this apart, especially in this level of a resort. We, we come to expect these things, and then when we see them, we're still kind of blown away by them. Yes,
1: but I wanna make sure that we don't have anybody going and being disappointed. These refurbishments took place in the main tower. So the garden wing is not refurbished. And of course we know attached to the contemporary is Bay Lake Tower, the DVC building with studios one, two, and three bedroom villas. So no refurbishment right now for the DVC side.
0: But as you brought it up, you know, anytime we bring up DVC, we're talking about our friends over at DVCnews.com. And for more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at dvcnews.com where you can sign up for their email newsletter or look for them at facebook.com forward slash dvcnews or twitter.com forward slash news. That's important to say, right? Because as DVC owners, you and I both know that those refurbishments happen to those properties as well. But it, you're saying in this particular instance, They are not connected. It is not something that you can see in both sides. They're
1: typically on a slightly different time frame and they'll get something that ties in, but it may not have the full IP that goes with it. Like at the Polynesian, they redid all the rooms Moana. They just finished refurbishing or they're in the middle of refurbishing some of the studios over there. They've got that same color palette, but not the same character.
0: Okay. What else? What else have we missed? Anything else that you'd like to leave everybody with before we wrap it up tonight?
1: So I think it's important to remember, obviously, this is an iconic resort. This is where it began. And we know it's a deluxe resort. It may not be in everybody's budget. It may not be in everybody's budget every time. But remember, as long as you're taking Disney Transportation... They're buses, they're both, they're monorails. You are welcome to shop, eat, and just look around in the lobbies and see everything. So definitely maybe on your Magic Kingdom day, if you need a little bit of a break, walk across the street, check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.
0: I recommend that not just for this resort, although definitely for this resort, especially after the stuff that you just mentioned, but I recommend it for a lot of resorts. It's something that we have not talked about enough on this show. And who knows, maybe it'll be a a show in the near future, but I would urge everyone that's listening to this, take the time to sit down in some of these lobbies, listen to what you hear, smell what you can smell for the surrounding restaurants and just take in the sights. It sounds like they've done a great job. Sandy, thanks for going down, experiencing it and bringing all the information back to us today.
1: You bet, it was simply incredible.
0: And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination plan. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.